Good morning. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Tyson Bibb. A special warm welcome to any guests or visitors we have joining us on this beautiful day here, uh, this day where we remember and celebrate the transfiguration of our Lord Jesus Christ. And also we have additional reason to celebrate this day as we will have then the baptism of Tucker Sterling Ham this morning as he is welcomed into God's family as an adopted child of God, sharing in that glory of Jesus Christ in which all the baptized share by grace. I'll turn your attention at this time to the back, or rather the inside of the back cover of your bulletin for the Focused on Christ section, which is a summary of today's readings. The Lord appeared to Moses in the light of the burning bush. Later, Moses' face would shine with the light of God's glory when he came down from Mount Sinai. At the transfiguration, Moses and Elijah appeared with the one who is the light of light himself. Jesus' glory as God shines with brilliant splendor in and through his human nature. By this epiphany, our Lord confirmed the prophetic word, revealing that he is the fulfillment of the law and the prophets. He manifested his majesty as the eternal son of the Father, and he wonderfully foreshadowed our adoption as sons. We who have been baptized into Christ's body are given a glimpse of the glory that we will share with him in the resurrection on the last day. We also gather this day to receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ in the fellowship of this altar. And so, therefore, we ask that all those who join us at the altar share our confession in being a member either of our congregation or a sister congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Our Lord bids us that we should be in a common confession with one another when we come to his altar to receive that which is his true body and true blood for the forgiveness of our sins and strengthening of our faith. And so we do rejoice in that gift this day. Our service is Divine Service Setting 1. As it begins on page 151, we now sing the first hymn. Let us pray. O God, in the glorious transfiguration of your beloved Son, you confirm the mysteries of the faith by the testimony of Moses and Elijah, and in that voice that came from the bright cloud, you wonderfully foreshadowed our adoption by grace. Mercifully make us co-heirs with the King in his glory, and bring us to the fullness of our inheritance in heaven. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. The Old Testament reading for the transfiguration of our Lord is from Exodus chapter 34. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the testimony in his hand, as he came down from the mountain, Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone because he had been talking with God. Aaron and all the people of Israel saw Moses, and behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called to them, and Aaron and all the leaders of the congregation returned to him, and Moses talked with them. Afterward, all the people of Israel came near, and he commanded them all that the Lord had spoken with him in Mount Sinai. And when Moses had finished speaking with them, he put a veil over his face. Whenever Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he would remove the veil until he came out. And when he came out and told the people of Israel what he was commanded, the people of Israel would see the face of Moses, but the skin of Moses' face was shining, and Moses would put the veil over his face again until he went in to speak with him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be 
The epistle is from 2 Peter chapter 1. For we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For when he received honor and glory from God the Father, and the voice was borne to him by the majestic glory, this is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased, we ourselves heard this very voice born from heaven, for we were with him on the holy mountain, and we have something more sure, the prophetic word, to which you would do well to pay attention, as to a lamp shining in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation, for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 17th chapter. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John, his brother, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, and one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He was still speaking when, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and were terrified. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise and have no fear. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. And as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus commanded them, Tell no one the vision until the Son of Man is raised from the dead. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. Well, they had seen a lot. The disciples, they had experienced much. Things which the prophets of old had longed to see but only beheld by faith. Peter, James, and John, along with the other nine disciples, they had been walking with, talking with, eating with, and living alongside Jesus, the Son of the living God. It had been about two years. In that course of time, they beheld with their own eyes seemingly impossible things. Miraculous healings, the driving out of demons, Jesus confronting and confounding the Pharisees, the religious experts of the day, and thousands of people, thousands, fed by five loaves and two fishes. Peter and James and John had even personally watched as Jesus raised the dead to life. What had been a relatively mundane and ordinary life for all the disciples was changed by the call of God's Son, follow me. On two occasions, Jesus had saved them from the raging sea. And in the most recent, Peter even walked out to Jesus on the water before fear caused him to sink. Jesus was right there. Peter was not harmed. Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? As we heard last week with the calming of the storm, those words are just as much for us as they were for Peter and for the other disciples. The Lord is right here with us. 
He never falters. The raging waters cannot keep him from you. So having been through all this, it makes you wonder then what Peter, James, and John were thinking that very early morning when Jesus led them up a high mountain by themselves. In the midst of all the miracles and compassion Jesus showed to so many people, he was always keenly focused on preaching and teaching. His focus was on the word. So, what was going on today? Why are only the three of us with him again? And then, a brilliant, blinding light shone upon them all, and it was Jesus. He was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Looking at the sun in the sky, if you go outside and do that right now, that hurts. How much more so then? the Son of God, shining in His glory, He who created the sun, the heavens, and all things. Behold, O God, our shield, and look upon the face of your anointed, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. We prayed this not long ago in the Intruent. Were psalms like this in the mind of Peter, James, and John on the Transfiguration Mount? We don't know. We're not told. Nonetheless, we see Jesus today as those three disciples did, shining in all his heavenly splendor and glory. And honestly, we need to see Jesus like this. We need to see a glimpse of his glory. Why? For the very same reason that those disciples did. We are weak. We are frail. We are little faiths. And we need reassurance. We need strengthening of faith, and that is precisely what the Holy Spirit gives us in and through Christ's word and sacraments. You see, just one chapter ago in Matthew's Gospels, Peter spoke his great confession, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God, a great truth revealed to him by God the Father. Very soon afterward, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things, that he must be killed and raised on the third day. Well, Peter's reaction to this news is very similar to what ours would have been, though perhaps we would not have opened our mouths in the same way. Peter, however, he rebukes Jesus at hearing this, and then Jesus rebukes Peter. Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. The cross was always central to Jesus, and it still is. For Peter and the rest of us, we like to focus on the glorious things, the miracles, the warm words of Jesus, Easter morning, and the future glory promised to us. Now, all these things are beautiful, and they are sublime, but they must never be separated from Good Friday and from the cross. Jesus knows the cross is coming, so he takes Peter, James, John, and you up on the Mount of Transfiguration. Jesus shows you his glory and shines the light of his splendor and grace upon you so that you won't forget it. He shows you now so that when the road winds deeply into the valley of the shadow of Lent, you won't forget who he really is and what he has come to do on the cross for you and for the whole world. You see, this is why Moses and Elijah are talking with Jesus. It's why we see them there. St. Luke tells us that they were talking about Christ's exodus, that is, his exodus to the cross. So also, Moses and Elijah represent and show forth that the law and prophets bear witness to Jesus being the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus is the anointed one who has come as the great and final sacrifice for all sin, that we might have forgiveness in him. 
This is a glorious revelation. And indeed, the greatest truth that Christ Jesus came into this world to save sinners of whom, well, Paul would say, I am the foremost. But we could all say we are the foremost. So what happens next then with the disciples on the mount? Well, the same as when Jesus first spoke of the cross. Peter opens his mouth. Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. Folks, it is good to be with Jesus on the mount. It is good to see him in his glory. This is a great foretaste of the glory that we will share with Christ in paradise forever. In the doldrums of winter, a beacon of light shines forth from the Mount of Transfiguration, and it is Christ Jesus himself. However, Peter, now is not the time for the revealing of your plans. God is revealing something incredible that requires your mortal flesh to keep silence. Therefore, just as Jesus rebuked Peter, now the Father rebukes him. He was still speaking when, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Listen to Jesus. That is the command given by God the Father. You see, the glory cloud overshadows them all as it did the Old Testament tabernacle, and God the Father speaks. Despite all Peter, James, and John had seen with Jesus, the Father reveals who Jesus is and commands them to listen to him. By the way, that command is also for us. There is so much static and white noise in our lives, so many things which clamor and fight for our attention constantly. On the Mount of Transfiguration, our Heavenly Father tells us what is most needful. Listen to Christ. Listen to his word. We have a never-ending stream of information coming at us through TV, radio, internet, phones, social media, and even gas station pumps now in some places. There is no end to the distractions which surround us. Then, of course, there's our own flesh which cries out. We experience aches, pains, suffering, hunger, frustrations, and confusion. We're tempted to anger, wrath, envy, lust, jealousy, despair, and, of course, apathetic indifference toward the things of God. If our focus is only on the sufferings or the fickle desires of our flesh, well, then we will be led away from Christ's word. If our focus is only on what this sinful world is doing or not doing, we will be dragged either into despair or hubris along with everyone else. If we set our eyes, our ears, and our hearts only on the things of this world, then there can only be chaos, greed, lust, darkness and death in our lives. We need to heed the Father's command, repent of anything that is contrary to his will, and listen to Jesus' word. Listen to the Holy Scriptures. Going back to the mountain, we read that when the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and they were terrified, but Jesus came and touched them, saying, rise and have no fear. Honestly, folks, we would have been right there with Peter, James, and John on the ground, our faces in the dirt. The voice of the Father speaking and thundering in his glory brings terror to sinners. In the presence of the holy, holy, holy Lord God of Sabaoth, we fear death. Even the six-winged seraphim hide their faces in reverence before the presence of God. As Isaiah said when he beheld the Lord in his glory, Woe is me, for I am lost. For I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. But notice what happens, dear saints. 
Remember that in Isaiah's vision, one of the seraphim flew to Isaiah with a coal from the altar of sacrifice and touched it to his mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away. Your sin atoned for. Now on the Mount of Transfiguration, the Lord Jesus himself, he comes and he touches his disciples saying, Rise up and be not afraid. The rebuke of God's law leaves us terrified as it should. The Lord must silence us. Too often we try to justify our sinful thoughts, words, and deeds before God. The law reveals our sin and our need for Jesus, our need for a Savior. But then in the gospel, Jesus comes to you. He touches you and he says, rise up and be not afraid. His word casts out your fear. For it is Jesus himself who is the sacrifice for your sin. It is Jesus himself who fulfills the law's demands and also suffers God's wrath for all sin on the cross. In his crucifixion, the glory of Jesus is seen in all of its fullness, not as he outshines the sun with heavenly splendor, but as he pours out his lifeblood for sinners. And he cries out, it is finished. Fulfilled, accomplished, it is done, period. Through his death and resurrection, the Son of the living God has won your freedom. Your sin is atoned for. Your debt is paid. Now the treasures of his grace, the forgiveness of sins, eternal life, and salvation from the devil, they are all given to you in his word, in holy baptism, and in the holy supper of his body and his blood, which we receive this day, as the Lord comes and touches you and says, Rise up and have no fear. He comes in grace and mercy. Today we had the joy of witnessing the baptism of Tucker Sterling Ham. In that washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, he was joined to Christ's death and resurrection. His sin was washed away and God claimed him as his own and made him an heir of heavenly glory. This is the reality for all of God's baptized saints. In the collect of the day, we prayed this. O God, in the glorious transfiguration of your beloved Son, you confirm the mysteries of the faith by the testimony of Moses and Elijah. And in the voice that came from the bright cloud, you wonderfully foreshadowed our adoption by grace. Mercifully make us co-heirs with the King in his glory and bring us to the fullness of our inheritance in heaven. All of God's baptized can rejoice that in Christ, the Father claims us as his beloved ones with whom he is well pleased. When we see Jesus shining in heavenly glory, we actually see a glimpse of our own future, a glimpse of our own future in eternity with him. As the prophet Daniel wrote concerning the last day, and those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the sky above, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. This profound truth is a source of great joy to us. Regardless of whatever suffering we must endure in this fallen world, the promised land of paradise is waiting for all those who trust in Christ Jesus, all those who cling to him in repentant faith. He who was pierced for our transgressions and crushed for our iniquities, well, he has overcome the world and death and hell for you. It is by the wounds of Jesus that you are healed, and it is by his spirit that you believe in him. He who was transfigured before Peter, James, and John, he will shine before all at his glorious return as he takes you, his beloved ones, to the new heavens and the new earth. And by the way, that is a mountain that you will never have to come down from. May the Holy Spirit keep us ever in the one true faith as we cling to Christ our Savior and we listen to him whose word is life. In the name of Jesus.
Amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, watch and guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord For the church of God, that she would be illuminated with resurrection light and so tell the world of Christ's deliverance, let us pray to the Lord. Lord For those who are called and ordained to serve in Christ's stead and by his command, that all their preaching and teaching would flow from the right understanding that all scripture testifies of Christ and his work for our eternal salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For parents in every Christian home, that they would pass on the faith to their children by word and deed, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the baptized, especially Tucker Sterling, that they would continue to grow in God's grace and that their lives would evidence the working of the Holy Spirit in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control, according to the image of Jesus Christ. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all those who have been placed in authority over us, that they would serve with integrity and honor, having the welfare of all in mind. And for our country, that division, conflict, and strife would give way to unity, peace, and quietness. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the troubled and the sick, especially Bob Rash, Ron Gibson, Chuck Lichty, Erlene Lakey, Lisa Rash, and Ted Phillips, as well as those near the hour of death that by the prayers of Christ himself they would be brought through their trials. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who come to the holy altar this day, to the holy communion of Christ's true body and blood, that receiving the forgiveness of sins, they would be strengthened in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we gratefully remember on this day the glorious manifestation of your Son's divinity on the Mount of Transfiguration. Teach us to listen to Jesus and ever fix our eyes on him and his innocent suffering and death for our forgiveness. By your grace and mercy, strengthen us to remain faithful in all circumstances of trial, temptation, and persecution. Preserve us to the end, that we may die a blessed death believing in your beloved Son, with whom you are well pleased. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Again, good morning and God's blessings to you on this Transfiguration Sunday. Uh, before I forget the first announcement, uh, we do have a voters meeting upcoming at 7.30 on Thursday. And one of the issues which will be taken up by the voters is making a final decision on those revisions to the cemetery rules. And so if you would like to refresh yourself on how they are written now and what the proposed changes are, uh, and you don't happen to have a copy of those still from some months ago, we do have some available on the glass case there. So please uh, be free and sure to pick one of those up uh, if you are at all interested. Uh, of course, uh, as far as our announcements go, immediately following service, we have Sunday school and Bible study. And today in adult Bible study, we'll have something a little different. Uh, as you know, last week we had our presentation from Shane Smithson regarding uh, the synod's response to critical theory, among a number of other things. Today we will be hearing a, uh, a recorded paper from one of our um, uh, seminary professors at the Fort Wayne Seminary as he presented on uh, male and female he created them recovering a uh, biblical image of the body and a theology of the body so we'll have that as part of our Bible study this day so please join us 
Uh, pastor's reading group tomorrow in Liberty, so I'll be out of the office in the morning. And then, of course, it's one of those strange months where uh, the monthly pastor's circuit meeting also follows the same week. So uh, I will be over in, uh, at Salem Lutheran Church on Tuesday with that. Uh, Wednesday, we have our midweek school and confirmation at 3.30, followed by workout class at 6. And then this Thursday, of course, again, our voters meeting at 7.30. Just a couple of other things I want to bring to your attention. Our uh, Lutheran Confessions reading group that met for the first time earlier this week. I have decided to meet twice a month as long as we are able to do so. Uh, pastors schedule permitting. We do have Lent coming up, of course. Uh, but the first meeting was held this past Tuesday. The next will be on the 15th at 9 a.m., so we'll have the pot of coffee on for you. Please come and join us as we continue to study uh, these wonderful confessional documents, which are essentially a giant Bible study uh, on the most crucial aspects of the Christian faith. New member class will begin on February 15th at 7 p.m., so see that announcement for more information. And then also, just to save the date for Saturday, March 5th, uh, the first of uh, what will be a Saturday morning school, if you will. Uh, these will be on different topics. This one will be on family catechesis, what it is to teach the family at home. Again, more details included there in the bulletin. Anything else that I may have missed this morning? Otherwise, we rejoice at the baptism of Tucker Sterling Ham. And we look forward with great joy to that time when Christ comes and brings us into his eternal kingdom where we will all share in his glory and shine like the stars forever. God's peace be with you. I'll greet you at the door.